Welcome to News Trout, the satirical news program. News Trout uses invented names in all of its stories, except in cases where public figures are being satirized. Any other use of real names is accidental and coincidental. News Trout can be a bit sweary and is not intended for listeners under 18 years of age. Enjoy the fish. This is Simon McTavish, and this is my special report, Coronavirus Part 2. Last week I interviewed government spokesman Edward Grove about the government's approach to tackling the coronavirus pandemic. I have to say that it was probably one of the worst interviews I've done in my life. I was overcome with emotion, so instead of staying professional... My questions were riddled with expletives and I lost my temper. I called Mr Grove Dr Death. I regret implying that the government was trying to kill people, so this is my apology. Let's just say that the situation got the better of me. I am a passionate man. I still feel that the government's policy is wrong and that they should be held to account. And I still feel... It is dangerous. So we contacted Mr Grove to see if he would talk again, and he agreed. What follows is our second interview. Mr Grove, thanks for joining us again. My pleasure. Could I just say at the outset that I would like to apologise for my behaviour last time? That's not a problem. Emotions are running high, it's very understandable. It was wrong of me to compare you to Stalin. I don't think you did. Well, I called you Dr. Death. Oh, I see. He wasn't a doctor, was he? No, it's a moniker. Oh, I see. How funny. Well, all water under the bridge and all that. And thank you for agreeing to be interviewed again. That's fine. I think it's important that we should keep our Scottish brethren informed. (laughs) No, (laughs) this isn't Scottish. It's an international podcast. Oh, I thought it was BBC Scotland. No. Uh, Scottish people work on all sorts of international shows. Yes, that Kirsty Walk. She used to do Newsnight, didn't she? She did. You lot do get about, don't you? We do. (sighs) We've had lots of correspondence from the last interview. Excellent. Rigorous debate is a very good thing. One of the things I'd like to bring up is the lack of testing. Could you talk about that? Yes, we have every faith in the NHS. It's a wonderful service. Oh, it is. Let me be more specific. A doctor from Redcar has said that he thinks that it's criminal, and those are his words, not mine, that you're not testing more people for coronavirus. I think the frontline health workers are doing an excellent job. And we should do everything we can to support them. So why is there not more testing? If you want to look after the nurses and doctors, you would have more testing. I think that's where the problem is for somebody like yourself. You know, who reads this and that in the papers. And people like us, who have access to all the pertinent information and the modelling software. We are following the science... We don't want to get into the world of making decisions based on emotion or 
of what we think might be the best solution. So, this doctor has said that he's pretty sure that he has COVID-19, and that increasingly patients at his hospital are testing positive for COVID-19, and that he feels that most hospital staff will have become infected, and probably have been for the last few weeks. Well, that's just speculation, isn't it? <laughs> well, he doesn't know, because you won't let him be tested. He's had to buy a test from China. I'm not sure if that's a good idea. What? Buying from China. Well, you never know with Chinese, do you? We prefer computer models. You can trust that information. Have you seen that China is opening up all businesses and very few people are dying there now? Yes. So, back to this doctor... He says that a couple of patients at the hospital have died from coronavirus and he's sure that they picked it up after being admitted to hospital. Well, yes, regrettably, lots of people are going to get it. We're all going to lose loved ones. But by not testing, there is a real risk, Mr Grove, that lots of hospitals will become infection zones if they haven't already become so. Well, we've given our advice, and that is to self-isolate if you have any symptoms, and to wash your hands. That's very important and the best way to beat this disease. Mr Grove, if you don't test more widely, then you can't contain the disease. The World Health Organization has said, test, test, test. There are numerous letters going around from surgeons, health experts, saying that your policy of heavily restricted testing is increasing the spread of the virus, and soon all the hospitals will be unable to deal with the number of admissions, if that's not the case already. So why aren't you testing? What we don't want to do is to waste all these wonderful nurses and doctors' time by allowing everyone to test. I'm sure you can understand that. We can't have everyone who has a cough or a temperature to take valuable time away from these professionals. So it's the right and proper thing to do. We're talking about people on the front line and people who have pneumonia. Here is another letter from a woman who has pneumonia, went into hospital in Oxford and was sent back home to self-isolate and wasn't tested. She had lost 30% of her lung capacity. She was told that the hospital lacked resources. We, we have countless more examples. Isn't this just simply because you don't have the equipment or the resources to do even a basic level of testing and that this was a major oversight by your government to prepare for the pandemic? Look, we would do the right thing at the right time, based on the best scientific advice. Can you just give me a straight fucking answer and stop hiding behind this catch-all of best scientific advice, which, I should add, has not been published? So, uh, what is the question? Do you have enough testing equipment? Look, it's not just the equipment. You need the staff to do the tests as well. So just talking about the number of test kits is not very helpful. OK. So... Is the fact that you have a heavily restricted testing programme due to the lack of resources, both testing kits and human? Well, we've been very clear about our approach. The Chancellor's just greenlit £350 billion to support this country, the economy and the NHS. We will give the NHS whatever it needs and whatever it takes. So why aren't you testing more? As I said, it's about making sure you do the right thing at the right time.
We are prepared to take, if we need to, all sorts of measures, but we will do it based on the science. So why aren't you testing more? I think I've answered that question. On 28th February, when there were just 13 people with coronavirus in the UK, the Health Secretary, Matt Hancock, said that you would introduce home testing. To quote, The home testing is the safest place to be tested because it means you don't have to go anywhere and that will allow us to roll out testing in a much larger number of people. Later, you reverse this policy to only test people who have been admitted to hospital. So, many, many people are asking, why the change? As I said, it's about doing the right thing at the right time. You seem to be transparent about the number of projected deaths. So why the fuck can't you be transparent about testing? Are you from Glasgow? What? No, it's just the man from our local news agents was from Glasgow. And he liked to F and Jeff all the time too. I can see only two reasons for restricting testing. One is that you don't have the resources, or second, that you're following the herd immunity strategy. Herd immunity is not part of our goal or our strategy. It's a scientific concept. Our strategy is to protect for our policy of contain, delay, research and mitigate. Even though your chief scientific officer said last week... Our aim is to try to reduce the peak, broaden the peak, not suppress it completely. Also because the vast majority of people get a mild illness to build up some kind of herd immunity so more people are immune to this disease and we reduce the transmission. That's a concept, not a goal. You've abandoned the policy because everyone thought you were mad. It's never been policy. OK, then. So that leaves us with a lack of resource. As I said before, we will give the NHS everything that it But needs. all these letters and Facebook posts are from the fucking staff of the NHS. So that's just bullshit. I'll tell you what I think. I think you followed herd immunity and now you've reacted too late. You haven't prepared as you should have done. You haven't followed WHO advice. You haven't bolstered the NHS with extra ventilators, oxygen units, intensive care units. You've been woeful. I think you'll find we're following pretty much the same strategies Germany and Australia. And uh, they do seem to have quite low rates. Don't compare us to fucking Germany. They get thousands more hospital beds. Don't even try and compare their health service to ours. No, no, you've dropped us in the shit. And now you're trying to be all fucking heroic, like Trump, saying that you're going to save the world with your billions. You are getting very uh, sweary again. Just level with us, and you might find that the public will help. Well, as I said, the NHS will get everything that it needs. In fact, and I didn't want to preempt the PM's statement this afternoon, but we are actually going to test 25,000 people a day. What? Yes. 25,000. So, you've now reversed your whole policy? No, we always said that we would follow the model. That's bullshit. You've just realised that you've got it wrong and are now desperately trying to do the right thing. I think you'll find that 25,000 is a lot more than any other European country. So how is this going to be achieved? Well, we don't actually have the new test yet. You don't have the test! It's being developed. Did anyone in government think it might have been a good idea to develop this a few weeks ago, before people started dying? We have called on industry to help us develop it, so we're hopeful it should be available soon. 
and we're going to prioritize frontline staff. So you are going to test frontline staff? Well, if we have a provision, we will. Well, that's very reassuring. So, wait a minute. In February, you were saying that you were going to ramp up testing. Then a week later, you said that only people in hospital would be tested. Our evidence suggests that even a lot of people admitted weren't being tested. And now, you're saying that you're going to test 25,000 people a day, just to get a headline. Even though you can't, and you won't, because you need to ask someone to make the test first. It's laughable! It would be laughable if it didn't come at the cost of so many lives. We're following the science, and we have every faith in the NHS. Oh, for fuck's sake. (sighs) So, the other thing that people seem to be concerned about is your delayed policy of social distancing. In particular, your delay in banning large events. Well, the science says it's actually more risky to have more contact in small groups. So we kept those larger events going. That's what the model said. But all the evidence from all other countries is that the biggest hotspots of transmission were after large events. Well, that's not what our science says. If various sports authorities hadn't closed down events, like the Premier League, then those matches would all still be going ahead. We have withdrawn emergency services for those events now. So I think we'll see a decline. Have you seen the video from the Stereophonics gig in Cardiff last weekend? Stereo who? There are thousands of people crammed into a stadium in Cardiff. The Bath Half Marathon went ahead. Hundreds of events were still going on over the weekend. You could have banned large events last week or the week before and delayed infection by a significant amount, which would have meant that hospitals would have had a chance of coping. Don't you understand? More than 300 people are dying a day in Italy. They acted too late. In South Korea, they locked down. Guess what? They don't have 300 people dying every day. What other signs do you need to have to act? Well, we have said that if you are elderly, then it's not a good idea to have Sunday lunch with your family. We need to protect the more vulnerable members of society. Are you in the fucking twilight zone? Oh dear. I thought this wasn't going to happen again. I'm sorry. Give me a moment. I apologise. It's okay. It's a very emotional time. We're all going to lose loved ones. Well, I really fucking hope that your modelling is right. I really, really do. Uh, So do I. Well, at least that's one thing we agree on. Shall we nip it in a bad vet? And with that, we stopped the interview. I feel disappointed that we didn't get the answers we were looking for, but we will keep trying to get the truth. This is Simon McTavish for News Trout, an initialised media production. <laughs>